0: Hello, Gasheads, and welcome to this week's episode of Gascast. It feels like an absolute age since we last recorded. The thing's been about five or six games as well. Um, We are just going to focus on the last two or three um yeah i mean we'd like to chat about cheltenham ideally because obviously it was a pretty nice win loads of goals etc but it feels like a lifetime ago so we are mainly going to talk about plymouth Sheffield wednesday and then derby which was yesterday kaz and i have literally just got back um stayed for the weekend so that was nice game not so much but yeah we will get into all of that um so i'm your host nino and joining me for this one at the sporty once again is max good to be back good and kaz good afternoon Good afternoon. Um, so let's get into it then. And we'll do a little overview of the last three games, first of all, I think. So obviously looked like kind of one of our toughest runs of the season heading into it. Three big games, um, obviously home to Plymouth, who were top and then away at Sheffield Wednesday on Sky and then away at Derby yesterday. I think some fans were a little bit fearful heading into it about how we'd get on, about the points total would pick up, all that sort of stuff. So obviously now on the other side of it, Rovers picked up two points from possible nine. Um, good performances in there though but yeah Max just general thoughts on the last three games really.
1: Yeah it was kind of the, the gauntlet was, was there to be was laid out really to be run wasn't it we we had a really good run in the league um, three wins in a row um, that win at Cheltenham kind of gave us a lot of confidence um, all the momentum was with us going into the three games too have a go at, uh, at three of the best teams in the league um, and see what we were made of top of the league at home and then two really tough grinds to go to in Hillsborough and Pride Park um, so yeah it was it was a challenge um, and largely on the whole I'm really pleased um, obviously I think two two great performances against Plymouth and Derby sorry uh, Plymouth and Sheffield Wednesday but the Derby game um, as as we all know is uh, spo- spoiled it a little bit um, but I think if you kind of take a step back from that one game and look at the three games You can't not be pleased. Uh, If you said to me, we're going to score five goals in those three games um, and only lose one of them, only one defeat from those three, I would have bitten your hand off at the start. So um, to, to come away with it with two points and to almost feel... Um, a little bit hard done by that we haven't come away with with four points. Um, I think the Plymouth game and the Sheffield Wednesday game, we had chances to win both. So to come away with, with just two draws rather than a draw and a win, we could almost feel maybe a little bit hard done by. So yeah, massive progress made and um, I can only be optimistic um, and try and distance myself from that derby result and move on from it because the three games as a whole, we've we've stepped up. We've not maybe shown that we're better than these teams but we've shown that we can at least give them a good game which is more than could be said when we played Ipswich, Portsmouth and Barnsley earlier in the season so yeah I'm pretty pleased.
0: Yeah I mean what about you Kaz? I think for me heading into these three games um, we'd obviously had some good wins before like Cheltenham, MK and obviously earlier in the season we'd beaten Burton, Oxford and stuff but they're all teams that are lower down in the league so although we'd won some games it's kind of like okay yeah we can beat the team's bottom half of the table, but how are we going to do against the top guys? And although we haven't beaten them, as Max said, I think certainly the Plymouth performance made me think, all right, yeah, on our day, like we can give these sides a game. I think probably personally feel like we should have won that game or deserve to Shefford Wednesday I think probably could have gone either way because both keepers had to make great saves but definitely if we had won that I don't think Wednesday could have turned around and said oh they've robbed us or anything I think we played really well yesterday obviously we'll come on to that but yeah I mean just how are you feeling after him really
2: yeah I think Max is right when you look at the bigger picture of it if we'd say lost the first one and then got a point out the last two we'd come away happy it's easy to get sucked into the negativity of yesterday um and a little bit disappointed because we went in with that mindset thinking actually we could get something out of it because there are two great performances against Plymouth and Wednesday um but yeah it's it's a game well three games that I expected not to get anything from so to get two points from it actually is is okay um and Hillsborough and Pride Park probably up there with Fratton Park have been one of the toughest away games to go to. Um, adding in the travel of going to Sheffield as well, going to Derby. They are two difficult games that are now out the way. Um, and we play a lot of these top sides at home in the second half of the season. So, um, I'd rather actually again looking at the bigger picture seeing that actually we got two draws out of those three fixtures um and then two of those fixtures are going to be home fixtures um in the reverse fixture so um I think yeah we could we can be more positive than negative about it it's just a shame that we didn't end it on a high um, and being there at Derby yesterday seeing the massive crowd um I would have liked to have some sort of limbs from that but um yeah no overall it's 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 a good um, good result from the three.
0: Yeah, let's, um, I just want to start by going into a bit more depth on Sheffield Wednesday then, and then we'll move on to Derby after that. So, um, Max obviously on Sky, which is nice. First league game on Sky for probably like five or six years or so, um, against Barry Bannon FC as Sky Sports (laughs) turned it into. Um, but yeah, I mean. I I think we've kind of touched on it already, but I thought it was just a really good game. Like I'm a little bit fearful going into games like that because, to be honest, in league games, when we go away to a big ground, usually, especially if we take a decent following like we did for a Wednesday night, usually we fall flat on our faces. Uh, It's been quite a while since we've gone to a big ground in the league and won a game like that. So I thought to stand up like we did... Um, obviously Belly had a great game was man of the match made some really good saves but also Collins missed a one-on-one really early on Um, there was another time where he was going to go through and then there was a horrendous offside decision against him they made another good save I think their keeper Stockdale Um, but yeah I just thought that we we stood up and played really well in that game
1: yeah we gave a good account of ourselves and I think we we set the tone early on with that one-on-one in the first few minutes and that all came from our high pressing and um, we didn't we didn't let up from minute zero to minute 90. We were constantly pressing them and that's where we created our chances. I thought the midfield were, were particularly impressive. I thought Finley and Rossiter were immense. Um, absolute titans in the middle, just winning all the second balls, which is what you want in a game like that where you're going to struggle for possession. You want to win it in the middle, play it quickly to Evans and, and create chances, which is exactly what Evans did for the equaliser. So um, really impressed with them. I thought we, we didn't... Um, we didn't shrink in front of the crowd uh hills obviously an intimidating place to go i thought the fact that the cameras were on us we didn't let that get to us i think maybe collins let it get to him a little bit he had a pretty pretty crap game if i'm honest um other than the dummy for the goal i think he, he kind of got every decision wrong in that final third uh maybe panicked a little bit but i'll let him off he's a quality player as we all know um and that happens we're not going to be on it every week um so yeah it was a really good performance really impressed and i just thought I thought we were, we were just, they stuck us on the telly to be the whipping boys. Mm. And from the whole start of that coverage. Um, we were made out to be... Um, the was, plucky minnows. Yeah, and it was it was like it was an FA Cup game between a Premier League side and a, and a League Two side mm. and it was just a foregone conclusion that Wednesday were going to win and in the studio before they had Clinton Morrison saying I don't think anyone outside of Bristol Robes expects them to get anything here today and we more than matched them mm. we, um, and, you know, it, it was really patronising. I felt really patronised that they were showing the, the 6-2 goals against... the 6-1 result where they scored six goals against us and uh, showing highlights of Clinton Morrison like, hey, look, Clinton, here you were... <laughs> (laughs) beating this Rover side, isn't it? Isn't it great? And it just felt like we were just being really patronized. Like it was an FA Cup minnows game, not an actual league one fixture. And we showed up and, and the comments, the common, not the commentary team, but the pundits, they all seemed surprised at full time. And it's like, well, yeah, this is a competitive league game and we're, we're banging form. And had you looked at like the previous three, four games where we got three wins and a draw against top of the league which we should have won people would have known that we can give people a good game so i did feel like p- proud of the team that we kind of stood up for ourselves and said this is what we're about to everybody and um yeah really really pleased and i was positive going into derby that we'd go and give them a game but yeah as, as we know that kind of went tits up pretty early so yeah even the commentary when we scored i remember it was like oh, what a massive goal for
0: Bristol Rovers. Like, well, yeah, it's nice to get one all, but I don't feel like that's undeserved. And also, it's not like we've just stayed up or it's got us in the playoffs. Like, yeah, yeah it's October, we've equalised. Yeah, great, but I don't know. It's like, they just made it out to be like, we'd scored this one in, once in a lifetime goal. It's like, we've had some pretty good moments recently. Like, yeah. I, I think we'll, I think this is fine. Um, but yeah, obviously we've talked about Lofty on the last few pods, Um and obviously, I'm like my own little personal fan club for him. But to be fair, like he obviously did really well to press their defender to create that opportunity for Collins mm-hmm. against Plymouth the previous week. or um, well, sorry, on the weekend, I thought he had one of his best games for us. He got man of the match, obviously, in that game. I thought he was just superb. How much of a blow do you think it was that he came off around the 30th minute mark or so? And I think... I just felt like the ball wasn't sticking as much up front once he went off because it was kind of then just Coburn who was like the physical presence. Whereas with both of them, we saw against Plymouth, they couldn't handle the both of them together. Whereas when it was just him, I thought he's... He, I don't think he struggled. Obviously, he's got a great goal, but I just think the team as a whole missed having the both of them there.
2: Yeah, with Lofty up front in that front three, that, that is our front three nailed there. Um, and I think... It's hard to say. It wasn't really a blow for the Shuffle Wednesday game because we did so well following it. We didn't, um, we didn't seem too set back by him going off, which was great. But I do think goals aside, the presence of Lofty is really important in the squad. Um And the reason I think we did so well against Wednesday is because he rattled them early on. And like you said, he pressed them, um, got that opportunity for Collins. We could have gone one nil up early. From there, Sheffield Wednesday weren't quite the same team as we thought they would be at the start. Um So I do think him just battling up front, creating those opportunities, pushing those defenders back, makes a real difference um, and can open up those opportunities to score goals. And I do think that was missed on on the weekend today, like yesterday at Derby, because um, he is just that that big, boisterous um, striker. And I wonder what what Joey has done over the summer with him, because Scunthorpe are probably looking at him now going, that's not the same guy that we had. Um, And yeah, fair play to to Joey and the team. I think they've really got the best out of him. Um, But hopefully... Um, he won't be out for too long I haven't heard any news on it but um, I do think he's such a valuable important player in the squad so yeah it is a blow
1: I think he's only going to miss a couple of games is what Barton said him and him and um, uh, Liam Gibson uh, he said uh, they said a couple was the word he used so that means four or five I would yeah. assume <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah Lofty is like I remember when he signed for, from Scunthorpe they were saying um, oh he'll score Goals and, and look amazing sometimes, but he'll go missing for the majority of games. He hasn't been missing once this season, even when he's not scoring, he's pressing and his intensity is. They just... also
0: all caused him, called him lazy as yeah. well. They were like, oppositely. He's, a, he's a prima donna, won't work hard for the team. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a striker work harder for us, yeah. other than like Beardsley, yeah. who had zero talent to go with it. But yeah. Loft, honestly, I think he works so hard in every
1: game. He's obviously just probably just maturing as well as, as an individual. I mean, what is, he, what is he, 25 now, 25, 26 years old? So just maturing into what kind of striker he wants to be in his career and um yeah it's it's been an immense uh, rise in form i did a little video on it on our youtube channel if you want to check it out cracking um, video that about his, yeah. his impact and improvement this season um and yeah pretty much like about 75 percent of our goals recently he's had a hand in be that as an assist as the goal itself or creating the chance through his physicality and yeah he, he was a miss against derby uh for sure and um yeah hopefully he's back soon because he's a big important player for us and as we said that I, I call it the the snowplow, where you've got um, you've got uh, Coburn and uh, Loft being the two physical players pushing, pushing against those centre backs, and then Collins just has all this spacing mm. behind them when there's a flick on or a flick down or anything. He's buzzing around the both of them to kind of pick up, and Evans gets in on that as well. And it just it's just it's such a physical. It's like a sledgehammer, isn't it, having the yeah, team up yeah. front? And it's 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 a really inspired tactical choice. And I hope that in January. We have to obviously keep an eye on what happens with Coburn, but um, I'd like us to bring in another big man just to kind of, so we can cement that tactic as like our primary way of attacking. So if we did need to rotate one of those front two, we'd still have that impact of um, two physical men up front because it really, really works for us.
0: Yeah. I just want to go back to sort of the style of play and stuff, which we spoke about a few weeks ago, but I think we've definitely gone a bit more direct this season. I think Barton spoke about it as well, where he was saying basically, you know, last season in League Two, we had one of the biggest budgets, had all these class players, technical players, Elliot Anderson, etc. And we could play it a lot more off the floor and just pass teams off the pitch. And we saw that in the second half of last season. Whereas this season, I feel like we're mixing it up really well because we got those two up front who are big and physical. But then also, like you look at the goals that we scored, sec- the second one against Plymouth, yeah. which is an unbelievable bit of play. Yeah. And the one against Wednesday, like we can play, still play really nice football, but we can just do both sides of it. And I just think it's really good to watch and also means that in most games, regardless of how the opposition plays, we can attack in a way that will hurt them. Um, so, yeah, I'm just really enjoying how we're playing. And I thought, a lot of Plymouth fans, I was looking on the forum after the game and they were just saying, how, oh, when you play physical, dirty side, long ball teams like Rovers and Wickham, I, was like, I can't really lump us in with Wickham. Like,
1: I think we still play such nice stuff at the same time. What did Plymouth do other than score two screamers? Nothing. nothing. No, <laughs> no. So, yeah, you've got to mix it up. And like, when we're in a league where we do come under sustained pressure from these better sides. We aren't going to be able to pass it through the midfield or pass it um, down the channels, down the, down the wings too well. We're going to have to go route one. And if you're going to do it, be good at it, be good at it, have the option to play into that and, and actually um, show some prowess in it. And I think we have done that. We've really worked on that as an option, but without forgetting the foundation of what made us a good side last season. But also, with
0: Plymouth playing a back three, like we all know that with a back three, the space and the way to hurt them is to get round the back and the sides of the wider centre-backs. And second half against them, that's what we were doing so well. Just playing over the top, Lofty and Coburn running onto it. I think they didn't, one of their centre-backs drag back Coburn on the halfway yeah. line at one point <laughs> and everyone was going off, off, off. Yeah. So it's like, and then the Plymouth fans got salty that we were playing in a way that hurt the way they were playing. It's like, wow,
2: that right, is football. Like,
1: we'll Collins, just pull our trousers down and yeah. over, shall we? Colin
2: said on the radio recently that um, they they analysed the... the t- I don't know if there's something they've always done, but when he sort of talked through their process... And he said that they'll go into the training ground about 11. They'll have some lunch and they'll sit down and they'll re-watch the game. Um, so they re-watch the Plymouth game. And then they also would go and watch the next opposition's game. So then they watched Sheffield Wednesday and they thought, okay, right, what do we do? So like I said, you mix it up. You look at the opposition. Have they got like big bulky defenders? So if you hoofball it up, it's not going to work, you know, or, or are we better off passing around? And I think that is something that they are nailing, Um and yeah, like you said, it's important to do that. You don't just have like one style, you sort of change it based on your opposition. And it sounds like that's exactly what they're doing in training based on what Colin said. And it, it does seem to be working.
0: Yeah, definitely. So going back to the um the Wednesday game then, obviously Colin's missed a one on one early on. Sheffield Wednesday then took the lead right before half time. I thought against the run of play, to be honest at the time. Um Yeah, that was a frustrating goal, on it? And Gordon
1: was a little bit suspect in that, do you think? Yeah, no, he definitely could have stepped. Um, As soon as he made that heavy touch, you're just looking for the left-back to even just close the space. If you're not going to get the ball, at least make make sure that cross doesn't come in so you can block the cross. But I think he was in two minds, maybe a bit fearful that he would have been dummied and then gone round. So, yeah, I mean, with Gordon... I thought he had his best game against Plymouth. He was immense. Um, if, if it wasn't lofty, he would have been my man of the match. He was just an absolute titan at the back, comfortably dealt with um, with their threatening front line. And, and his transitional play was fantastic. And um, I thought against Wednesday, yeah, he, he could have stepped a bit more and he made a few other mistakes. But he's a young lad and it, it, it'll take time with him. He, I still think he's a fantastic acquisition. Um, and he's going to make mistakes so long as he learns from those mistakes and grows as a player. He's our player for two, two years at least. So we can keep developing him. I think he's a good asset for us, but, um, people need to, f- people need to remember how young our defense is back to front. So yeah, it's a mistake and it was an annoying one. And like you said, the time of it happening, I thought it was such a good first half from us. Mm. We had, we had a couple of really decent chances. Um, arguably they should have had a red, red card for the, um, the one on Collins where he was wiped out and then the ref played advantage for Coburn to go through at a slightly awkward angle. Um, so we we had you know two two really clear cut chances that half and we limited them so much to pretty much nothing in that first half particularly that I thought to concede right at the brink was just like well that's the quality of Sheffield Wednesday and no doubt that's what we did to teams last season when I can remember a handful of games at home where we played awful for all first half and then Elliot Anderson would go around three people and score and it would just be like, yeah, that's, that's what you get when, you're, when you've got the, the budget and the quality of being near the top of the league and Wednesday definitely had that and I thought that's pretty much what happened with that goal. It was yeah. just a moment of quality from a team that's got that in their locker. Yeah.
0: So Kaz, let's talk about the um, the equaliser then because uh, we watched it so many times after that we're just re-watching and re-watching it right in front of the away end. The limbs were amazing. Just, It's just a lush goal, isn't it? But just
2: so jealous of anyone that was there and saw that live. Yeah, I mean, all of it from the, the communication just off the halfway line to Evans and then Evans knowing exactly where Coburn was going to run. I can't quite tell if it got a, a little nip on the defender and it was a bit of an assist there. But um again, communication Collins with the dummy through to Coburn and then just that little chip right in front of the travelling gas heads. It just one of those where you just yeah watch watch it over and over again all night. And then you wake up in the morning, you watch it again <laughs> in the morning. It was yeah it was honestly um like Max said just a moment of true quality and Coburn yeah we got to watch he doesn't get called back cup because he's really showing that that class of so the Plymouth game as well um came on it was a, a matter of minutes before he scored again and you know it wasn't a pretty goal but he, got, he gets himself in there and he knows where the net is and he's that typical striker that that everybody needs in their side so um yeah really really great Coburn really hope we could hold on to him um and considering he's not been here for that long and he's got that relationship with Lofty and Collins um it's it's um, really, really good. So, yeah, really, really lush goal, and um, really happy for Coburn to get that on Sky as well. And Middlesbrough fans, are just like treat him like a like it's their child. Yeah. Do it there; they're so proud of him. So, yeah, fair play to him.
0: Yeah, Carrick was there watching. Apparently, the new Middlesbrough manager on Wednesday. So, uh, oh. yeah, let's just all keep our fingers crossed yeah. that nothing comes <laughs> of that in January. Please leave him with us. Um, let's have a chat about the game yesterday, then Derby. So, obviously, m- took a massive following there. Three thousand gas heads. Um, it's one of those away ends as well that like sometimes you walk into an away end at the start of a game and you can tell that it's like it's on form and it's good mm-hmm. there's other times that you walk in and and like the songs aren't traveling i remember going to coventry away a few years ago where we took like five thousand fans or something and i remember before the game thinking oh my god we're gonna make so much noise here and then we got out sung by like 10 coventry fans and a drum <laughs> because it was just like everyone, all the singers were spread apart and people sat down some people stood up and it was like the songs just weren't traveling and sometimes you get that and then but then yesterday i walked in there and i I was like, the going to go off in it. It was like Veil vale last season where you can just tell, like the songs are flowing across the away ends and it was just, it was so good. And um, we just didn't get anything to get behind it, to be And then the football started <laughs> and it just all went downhill. Um Max, do you think, I remember going into the game thinking quite confident obviously because well, we played against Plymouth on Wednesday but in the back of my head thinking all right but the injury list is growing there's not many options for him to change it up with fresh legs do you think it was just one step too far yesterday with raising our game against Plymouth raising our game against Wednesday long midweek trip do you think yesterday was just one step too far and we just couldn't quite get up there again
1: I think we just I was I was what start the game and I was like just don't concede early just exactly the same as when Sheffield Wednesday game started I was like let's start strong get in their faces and weather whatever storm they throw at us because they will come at us early like all sides big sides do at home and it was pretty much first chance goal second chance goal 2-0 down and it's like well that's pretty much going to be game over you would have thought um, we just did everything that I didn't want us to do like I was like whatever happens just don't mess this up early boys and we did at a, like quite a catastrophic scale um and then that seemed to affect the the players as well and then it was 3-0 and then it was just yeah it went from one disaster to another and the game kind of got away from us um i know we scored two goals to to almost make a game of it but i don't think those were particularly well-deserved goals either they both kind of came a bit out of nothing but i think what was frustrating for me was um how well we played against wednesday and the intensity yeah, maybe we, it was difficult for us because we had a day's less rest than than Derby had midweek. But um, we just yeah, didn't make them work for it. We gifted them all of all four of their goals were pretty much gift gifts. Against um, Wednesday, we had to really make them bleed for every chance um, and really like sweat for everything. And we we just put them on a plate for Derby. We, we we messed up at the back. We overcomplicated things. We tried to play out when there was no options, not enough movement in the midfield. Um, to kind of play those triangle passes. I mean, the first goal was was played into the midfield and there was no one there. Um, we didn't even look up. We just played it and they were in. So it was just sloppy, disjointed, a bit tired. Um, and it was just the fact that I don't think Derby particularly had to work at all for the win, at all. They no. scored four goals without really having to get out of third gear, I thought.
0: Yeah. I think, Kaz, we were chatting about this in the car on the way back um, earlier on, saying how... Don't feel like Derby were anything amazing. Like, they didn't have to be right. I think, no, I thought Wednesday were better, um, than them. I would much rather, like, we were having this hypothetical chat earlier. If, if we got in the playoffs, and it was a long shower here, but if we got in the playoffs end of this season, who would you rather have out of the last three? And I said Derby, because I honestly feel like if we had gone there start of the week with Lofty, not having had the two previous games and not shot ourselves in the foot constantly in the first half, it was like, mm-hmm. if, if, we just, stop shooting ourselves in the foot for 10 minutes. I really feel like we could actually get in this game. And it was just like, we do something good. Like Bobby Thomas makes it three one. You're like, yes, right. Come on. He's, you know, going saying, calm down to the away end, calm down, (laughs) goes up the other end, fucks up. They have scored four one. It's just, we didn't give ourselves any chance, did we? Just to get into that game.
2: No, and I think like what you said about the growing injury list as well. I think if Gibson was in that side, then there's no way we would have gone 3-0 down so early. Um, Hall obviously, um, chucked into the centre-back role, which he's clearly not ready for. Um, he had a
0: bad game yesterday. He had didn't a, he? a bad,
2: yeah. And I, I just don't think it's fair on him. I don't, oh, no. because that's not his position. Um, and he had other options. I know people say about Connolly's fitness, maybe he couldn't do a full 90. Well, fine. But if Connolly did the first 45, then we wouldn't have had such a big mountain to climb in the second half. So, um, I think Joey could have made better decisions there, not chucking Luca in that position. Um, because he just got bullied and it's almost like they knew that they knew that that wasn't his natural position. And then if you're putting him for Gates for Goldrick, then it's just not going to go well, is no. it? So, um, Derby fans are saying it as well. When Connolly came on second half, we looked completely different in defence. Um, they didn't threaten us at all, actually, second half. Um, maybe because they were sitting back a little, but it was still only a two goal lead at that point. So I do think Connolly coming on was a massive difference for us. Um, and Joey shouldn't chuck Luca in that position again. He's made a big mistake. He's, he one on
1: the left-hand side, and he's right-footed, and yeah, awkward, didn't he? Yeah. Well, I
0: remember the first time Derby came forward after he put on Connolly. I think they tried to play it into either McGoldrick's or Collins' feet, and Connolly was really aggressive, like stepped in front of him, nipped around, and won the ball, and was like really front-foot yeah. aggressive defending. Whereas difference. it felt like with Luca, he was just on the back foot all the time, and they were like bullying him and holding him off, and he just yeah there wasn't that same aggression with him and like front foot get in front of him cut it out at source rather than letting them hold it up dictate like what what he can do almost I just found it really frustrating but then like you said like, when was the last time he played centre back in a back four I know he started there the first game of the season against Forest Green he started centre back in a back four we were
1: shocking and I, they've only won one other game since I think yeah and I'm
0: not sure he started there since he started there in a back three yeah, a few yeah. times I'm not sure he started as a centre back in a back four since the opening game of the season Yeah, and obviously he's not even first Right back at this stage is Gibbons, so I don't think he's even really played a ninety minutes.
2: It's an odd one, isn't it? To so like-
0: chuck him in against two really experienced strikers in McGoldrick yeah. and Collins just had yeah. disaster written all over it. Yeah. I thought,
1: yeah, yeah, it's, it's McGoldrick and Collins, like McGoldrick in particular. You know, played Premier League football, scored against Chelsea in the Premier League yeah. like two seasons ago. Um, I'm astounded he's never got a hat trick before, and that's his first career hat trick against us. But um, we did make it very easy for him, but. You know, you can't even give strikers like Collins and McGoldrick a half chance, let alone four absolute sitters. Uh, and we were punished at half time, It was four shots on target, four goals for them. And we had four shots on target, two goals, and one of those is a penalty. So, well, like,
0: Belly didn't make a save in the entire game. I know he yeah. picked the ball out of the net four times, but it's he, not... He. I don't think he could have saved any of them. Like, no, no, to be honest. But I mean, Top it's not like... from a goal joke, yeah, right if, if you're another fan and you see someone gets four scored against them, you expect that the team had loads of other chances that the keeper was saving and they were peppering the goal, but no. they didn't. It's just we kept giving them goals. Yeah. Like the second one, free header at a corner, tapped in by Collins. First one, we gave it away in midfield. They were straight in through the back line goal um, third one I think is that when McGoldrick sort of holds off Hall and Hall's and trying to get it, it yeah. and then he yeah. smashes it into the roof of the net yeah. fourth Bobby one Thomas. Thomas gives it away straight yeah. in I mean I to be honest I think they were class finishes all three of McGoldrick's goals I don't think an, an average league one striker takes maybe not any of those it's oh, certainly Chel- not two of Cheltenham, them you think Cheltenham they wouldn't have scored those no, goals no. no they were
1: class finishes but we just Gave them the goals. Yeah, you can't do that against Darby because they'll punish you. And we didn't do it against Wednesday for Lee Gregory and um, uh, the fellow who scored. Is it uh, Smith? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Smith. Yeah. yeah. yeah quality. Well. Yeah. Um, you just can't do that. And um, I just thought, yeah. I mean, I watched it back this morning, and it's actually funny because each of the goals, a different member of the back four is responsible for each one. <laughs> So the first one is... nice for them to share it around. So the first one was Gibbons for the past. The second one was Gordon. Um, No, sorry. The second one was Luca Hall. The third one was Bobby Thomas. And the fourth one was Gordon. Um, And then I I thought about it and I thought, well, McGoldrick and... um, Collins Collins yeah they've got so much experience it's literal, it was Both literal men difference. against boys at the back and, and you look at you know, Luca Hall it's his second season as a senior and he's in League 1 against that at Pride mm. Park Gordon his first ever senior season Bobby Thomas his first senior season yeah. Um, and, and yeah Gibbons um, I can't really make as many excuses for him but um, it was I think his goal whilst it was a bad pass and he didn't look there was just no movement in the midfield to kind of let us play out from that dangerous position and I think a lot of the problem was um I know people say, "Oh, the players—they—they they should learn from that. And they should just clear it in those positions." Because two of the goals we could have prevented had we just booted it away. But we were trying to play out, and. They obviously backed themselves to be able to hold off McGoldrick, get a bit of space to make that pass. But I think they maybe underestimated or overestimated their own abilities and underestimated how effective Derby were at pressing. And I do have to give some credit to Derby. They really pressed on every mistake we made and leapt on everything. They knew we were going to make the mistake before we made it. They anticipated it well. I thought they did the exact same thing we did to Cheltenham. That it was like a reverse game where we were on the receiving end of it mm. and um, everything that we did well against Cheltenham and Cheltenham did badly against us, we did against Derby. So, yeah, yeah it was just, yeah, it's frustrating, but I think just draw a line under it because we're not going to do, we're not going to give those four goals away every
0: week, are we? No, no. I think, um we were chatting about this earlier as well, how obviously Lofty couldn't start because he was injured, so McCormick came in for him. We kind of played a bit of a 4-4-2, I felt. So it was like Evans, right wing, McCormick was on the left, Finley Rossiter in the middle, and then Collins and Coburn were up top. Um, I guess you would say it's not McCormick's natural position to be on the left of the midfield, but he's it's just, it's just not having the impact we expected him to at this stage, is he?
2: No, I saw a tweet earlier from a Rovers fan that said, when are we going to see the real McCormick? Because... Yeah, we were expecting much more. It was a really exciting signing for him to come back. And I feel like he's been anonymous in every single game he's played in at the moment. He's not shown any class. Um Maybe he did all right in that cup game. I didn't watch that one where he scored the goal. But I thought that might give him a bit of confidence to go on and be the player that he really is. So I don't really know what's going on with him, obviously, in his career. He's had... Um, a season with us relegated, a season with Wimbledon relegated. So he's kind of like personally climbing uphill battle himself, isn't he? To get, to get back to being that player that everyone sort of believed in him to be. Um, so it's a bit disappointing. Um, he doesn't start in the side for me. Um, if lofty was in, obviously he wouldn't be, um, so yeah, it's a shame really because I wanted to see him create stuff. We had, we didn't have much creativity yesterday. Maybe it's because we were knocked so early on, but, um, it wasn't like the Sheffield Wednesday game and the Plymouth game where it was, there was a lot of chances for us and it looked like we could have scored at any given moment and missing one on ones and things like that. I mean, I barely remember Derby's keeper making a save. Did he at all?
0: No, and no. then Sinclair in the second half, which is what I was going to come on to. Yeah, like, so,
2: yeah there was no creativity in terms of like, and I think Rossiter could have had a better game. Um, Rossiter wasn't the same player that we've seen in the last two games. Um, Finlay, I really rate Finlay. I think he works really hard. Um, I thought Collins worked really hard. But yeah, McCormick just doesn't get in the start of 11 for me just yet.
1: I think with Maka, we've got to give him time. We've got to remember he had no pre season. Um, he's barely played, I think he's played maybe one or two 90 minutes. Um, this season so far he's coming into a squad which is quite settled already and he's having to get into that midfield um, where you know, you've know you got Coots, Evans and Finlay who were kind of the three primary players there. Ross has really forced his way into that starting 11 and it's not really left much room for McCormick to get minutes and I think he's struggling with that and I have to credit Barton because he is giving him opportunities he gave him a start against mk dons he gave him a start at derby um so he is giving him opportunities but it's difficult for him to build any momentum i feel without that base level of fitness and tactical understanding within the squad and i feel he's a little bit like loft we're gonna have to give him six months to a season and it's a good thing he's on a three-year deal he's obviously one we look at for the future and we spent a fair bit of money on him around 200 to 300 grand i believe reported um, so he is a big investment and I, I think his attitude is spot on I've never once looked at him and thought he's not trying hard enough um, I think his ability probably at the minute is League 2 level Um that's probably where his his current ability is but his potential is is obviously a lot higher and if we can really carry on working on him and kind of fit him into a certain role within the system I personally think he's a winger I, I don't really I think all his best players come out from out wide I'm not sure centrally he is as good I like him in that attacking 3. Um so I think maybe as a super sub um an impact player if he can really kind of cement that as his squad role until maybe later in the season that's where he's going to kind of shine and he can maybe build on that. I thought against Cambridge he he almost got um it was 2-1 win for us wasn't it? He came off the bench. He set up uh he, he set up Loft and it just kind of just went just behind Loft um to make it 3-1. So he had an impact there and then I thought against Plymouth he played a brilliant pass through to Sinclair which Sinclair could have tucked away to win the game. So he is he is working hard and he obviously scored that goal in the Papa John's and I think it's starting to get there but it's like I said with the minutes he's getting it's difficult for him to establish himself and obviously the way we play a bit more direct doesn't suit him. Um, I think probably when we've got teams on the back foot at home and we're needing to finish a game off that's where he kind of shines and um, he likes to kind of be nipping in and around the box when the back four kind of pegged back. So I think he does need to work on other aspects to his game and see what else he can bring to the table. But I'm definitely not giving up on him or or, or anything like that. I think he just needs time and we need to be a bit patient with him. He's our player now and he's our prospect and we have to kind of kind of nurture him into this into this football club a bit more.
0: Yeah, yeah definitely. Um let's just end then with a little bit of positivity. So um, I just saying earlier, you know, how Got into that away end, 3,000 gas heads. Looked around. They had a, obviously, huge home crowd as well. The atmosphere was banging. Just thought, like, this is why we're back in League One, isn't it? You know, compared to some of the away days last season. Yeah, it's nice to go to Harrogate and win (laughs) 1-0. That is great, but we want to be doing better than that. We want to be achieving more than that. Obviously, we didn't achieve more than that yesterday, but that's the level we want to be at. That's the reason we fought so hard last season to get up, is to play games like yesterday.
2: Yeah, if the table was um, decided on away followings and i think we'd be right up there because our fans were brilliant yesterday um and i'm not just saying that to be biased i thought actually even at four two down it was loud um good night irene um ringing around the stadium it just it just sounded great and i just think like you know for the players as well um they, they do bounce off that. So it's really important for us to be behind them. Um, and we were with them to the very end. I didn't at any point um, yesterday, did I feel that any of us turned on the way The players? away end didn't turn at all. Not at all. And when they came over, they got clapped off. Um, because again, I think it is like what you said, Max, bigger picture. People are actually very happy with our performances in the last three games. Oh. And one game, um, obviously we said about Wednesday being on Wednesday and not having as much time they could be tired we were hit with injuries we can see that as fans um and we won't just turn for the sake of you know losing 4-2 to a club like Derby I mean we're, we're grateful to be back to, to where we are in League One um I think we belong in League One um and I think our following reflected that and like you said walking up the steps and trying to find your seat and it's just loud noise and it's just amazing. It's an electric atmosphere. Um it's a shame that that it couldn't have an influence on the pitch. Um but we go again. Um we take it to the next game. Probably not Rochdale at home, but <laughs> 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 But um yeah, we, we keep going and we'll be like this throughout the season. We will be there for the players and we will be that twelfth man mm. in the stands. Um and hopefully we can push them um to believe and, and get them to top half of the table finish, hopefully, um, because I do think we play a, a vital role in um, in supporting the club and supporting the players and getting them there. Um, maybe that's why COVID season was so bad because we weren't there and we finished rock bottom. I, I do honestly think that that's had a big impact. So yeah, really proud of the the gases yesterday. I think we were probably um, player of the match <laughs> ourselves because we were brilliant and I'm sure the players really appreciated the support they got. It was great.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, let's have a little chat about a couple of other bits of business before we finish off on some Rochdale chat then so we've not done a pod since the news about Jasper returning yep. um, and Sinclair coming in as well so we we'll are kind of touch on those points both at once I think um, so Jasper going back thoughts on that, and then also on obviously the return of uh, Scotty e. Sinclair to the club as yeah. well.
1: Um, with Jasper, I think he's been a victim of the discovery of the snowplow system that I talked about. Um, I think the front three we play is not wide at all; it's very narrow, um, and we like them to play off each other as almost like a three striker partnership. Jasper's a winger, and he's just not fitting in that at all. Um, he's kind of come on when we switch to four four two or four five one to kind of pr- provide that, those wide options like he did against Exeter away when he assisted the winner um, I think he's just been a victim of that this side just doesn't suit him you get that with some players they come on loan to provide an option um, but we've actually utilised other parts of our squad more and we've, we've found something that just suits that and unfortunately for Jasper um, he's probably going to be better suited at another club and yeah, there was a bit of a, a little bit of a heated thing on Twitter where um, Barton said that he's uh, he's been unhappy, so we've sent him back, and this is the reason. That's the reason. And Jas was put on Twitter that's not the reason. So, <laughs> so uh, they probably uh, I don't know. Unlike Barton, to have a disagreement with someone. But, yeah, um, yeah. I, Very I, I don't out of character. Know. Don't we all know I, the real I'm reason. not really a fuss, to be honest. I don't think it's on the scale of worth discussing. I just think he wasn't part of our plans. Um, not saying he's a bad player. He probably is League One. Um, um, probably go to League Two and have a really good season for someone. So I
0: thought he had some really lively cameos as well when yeah, yeah. he came on. It like, looked good. Had a Exeter vital goal, away. Exeter away, vital contribution in that. Just a, suit us, right? No, at home in the Pizza Cup game against someone, he played lofty through. Lofty dinked it over the keeper. He
2: was an impact player. Wasn't he was he? A little, and that's, yeah. that's not what he wanted to yeah. be, which is fair. Well, apparently, that's not what he wanted to be. It's fair enough. I was really excited and gutted actually when I saw he'd left because I think he is one of those that you can bring on and have a bit of oomph about but it's what it is isn't it and I yeah. think you're right he doesn't fit in starting 11, so it's not the end of the world
1: but now we've got Scott Sinclair who yes. I think is a massive upgrade on that I, I, I can't see Scott Sinclair not being able to do everything Jasper could do for us either as a winger or as a striker and I think his versatility there is going to be big uh, his experience you know this is a player who played in the Premier League for Manchester City mm-hmm. Uh that's pretty massive. And do you think he starts games when he's fully match fit again or do you think he's going to
0: be an impact guy? I think,
1: yeah, I think he'll probably rotate with with Collins, to be honest. I think Collins needs um, a backup option, not even a bit of backup option, but just someone he can kind of interchange with, have a little rest. The fixtures are definitely going to pile up over Christmas with the World, with the World Cup break. So we've got a lot of midweeks um, over the December, January, February period. So it's important we rest and, and rotate our players. And Sinclair is a fantastic addition um I, I think there's no doubt in my mind the quality he possesses you could even see it you know when he was skipping past a few a few derby defenders and, and trying to get his shot away if he's fully fit oh, and up i thought and going, he scored that as well yeah. i thought he'd Great scored save. he did so well
0: it's such a good yeah. save on
1: it he'll, he'll be massive and i think with if he was a little bit sharper he would have scored the winner against plymouth um instead of trying to like float it near post he would have drilled that hard and low under the keeper um so yeah he'll, he'll be he's a really good addition we'll see um how his fitness proves and whether we will extend it in january i'm kind of anticipating that we will um and uh, yeah I, I i really like the signings it's a bit it's a bit of a romantic one isn't it and if he can if he can have a good season or even a couple of seasons here then um that'd be a nice way to end his career and, and hopefully benefit us as well so excited to see what he can do for sure
0: yeah cool so let's finish off with a little bit of rochdale chat then um obviously first round of the fa cup uh kaz Thoughts on this one? You're not going, obviously. because am uh, it off for some drinks instead, just fair <laughs> enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, should be an easy win. But then I was kind of thinking as well, with the way the injury list is growing at the moment, although I'd like to see us go through, we'd all love to see us have a little bit of a cup run. It's been a while since we had a, a really good one. At the same time, I'd probably look to rest Collins. I'd probably look to rest at least Finlay or Rossiter. Um, Basically, I'd make quite a few changes for this where possible because I just don't want to see any more key players get injured in this game.
2: I personally, I love a cup run, but I would prioritise the league, I think. um, Because it's only now that we've shown that quality against Wednesday in Plymouth and actually we can compete and we could get ourselves up there if we have a fully fit squad. Um, So I don't think it's worth... Um, injury wise, fitness wise to play our, our, strongest side against Rochdale, where no disrespect to them, it's an easier fixture and our, um, our subs, or whatever you should call them, will, will actually should give them a good game. Saunders is a great game for him to play. Um, so yeah, I agree. I don't think we should go full strength. Jacola, chuck Jacola in. Like, there's no reason why we shouldn't do because actually they are, a, a mediocre league two side. <laughs> I hope my friend Charles not listening to this, um, and I do think actually we don't need a full strength squad to beat them. Um, and I do think we need to rest the, our best players, um, Collins as well. You know we don't want him to go getting a hat trick and Wales calling up for the World Cup. So yeah, drop Collins definitely. Um, but yeah, I think um, yeah, I think you're right with that one. Put out a B team almost. Yeah, That's it
0: goes. Do you think the same, Max? I'm just thinking there's quite a few players who haven't played a lot recently that I would like to see get a
1: run out. Yeah, like so Whelan, I'd probably definitely. start Sinclair, Saunders, yeah. So I, I wouldn't play a B-side as such, but I, I think we've got such good squad options that it's a good opportunity to get some minutes and some legs. So I'd start Sinclair for his first start, um, then bring him off on 60-70 just so he has some more minutes in the tank. McCormick, give him 90, he needs it. Um... Connolly, if he's ready, give him 90. Um, I thought he was um, immense when he came on against Derby and um, it's kind of eliminated all doubt in my mind that he is a proper, proper centre-back uh, and a really good investment because um, there was a the whole, oh, is he only good because he's next to Connor Taylor debate? I think from what we saw before he got injured and coming on against Derby and just being that physical against McGoldrick and Collins, um, I thought Lee. yeah, he, he's no doubt in my mind he's going to be a top, top player, not just for us but in his career at a higher level. Um, so get him fit, get him back in that starting lineup because he, um, you know, he's he's been, he was a con- constant in that promotion side last season and he needs to come back in the side. I don't, really care how good Bobby Thomas or Liam Gibson are going to be Connolly is our player for three years and he needs to start games so get him fit yeah mm-hmm. get, get some minutes in Sinclair maybe maybe Saunders and Yakola. yeah but I also want us to kind of keep a bit of momentum going it's mm-hmm. kind of come at a good time because we've had that intense run of form um, in October and three tough tough games against t- tough opposition so it was kind of nice to have a little breather now reset get a few players back fit get some minutes and some players and then go at the next 3-4 league games with, with the same intensity we did the last because October what a hell of a month this has been yeah it was I a mean, mental month you look it. at the fixtures and how difficult they were to come away with 3 draws 3 wins and 1 loss is is pretty mm. pretty significant and it's a good time to have a little bit of rest get some minutes and some legs and then let's go into November and, and get some more points on the board and climb that table
0: yeah I think not many of us expected to come out the other side. Of these three games, feeling more optimistic for the rest <laughs> of the season than we did prior, and I definitely yeah. do, and I think a lot of us do. And that, I think, like we said earlier, that was reflected in the ovation they all got at the end despite the loss. I think we we're all, um, yeah, pretty buoyed by what we've seen recently. So let's finish with some score predictions for Rochdale then. So, Kaz, what's your prediction?
2: Uh, two nil, nice gas. and easy, yeah, gas,
1: <laughs> Max. Hard to know because I don't know what side we'll put out. Um, I'm gonna go two one
0: gas. Two one gas. Okay, lovely. I will go. I'll go two one gas as well. I reckon. Sorry. Yeah, going to go for Scotty Sinclair's first goal. No, two goals. Scotty Sinclair double. I, it, I reckon. because
2: I really want to be there for his first goal. Wow. And I think he needs it in front of a full crowd, not because they only sold two sides of the ground, didn't they? So,
0: yeah, it's only the Blackthorn and one yeah. of the other sides is open. I think, yeah, it would be a little bit rubbish actually. Wouldn't it? Yeah,
2: change your prediction.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nil, nil. Scotty Sinclair doesn't play. There we go. Kaz will be happy then. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Lovely stuff. All right, let's end it there then. So, what have we got coming up? Anyone? We mentioned it earlier, but Max did a, a brilliant, lofty video on the YouTube channel. So go and have a look for that one. Yeah. Thanks. Any for more the of those nice. coming up? Yeah, there's loads of nice comments about it. Yeah, that.
1: thanks for the nice comments on that. Yeah, hoping to do maybe another one on Collins soon so a um, bit more player analysis coming your way keep your eyes peeled
0: mm, keep your eyes peeled for that one indeed uh, what else have we got we got a 20 minute interview coming up going to drop that in November I think when the World Cup's on and it's a bit quieter um, yeah anything else exciting coming up no I don't think so
1: I think that's uh, everything three home more, games in a row. More, what more excitement do you need more gas Return wins Turn of Johnson Clark Harris so we'll, yes. um, we'll see how we fare against his Peterborough and of course Fleetwood at home as well so yeah. yeah a couple of home games to get our teeth into Joey hates the Fleetwood manager doesn't he yep Who's that? Scott Brown. Scott Brown because he's Celtic. Yeah, uh, and Joe Barton obviously was big Rangers player. So mm.
2: and Fleetwood obviously managed before. Mm. Rovers. Yeah, excited. A tasty one.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Joe you will come out with nothing controversial in the run up to that <laughs> one. Should all be fine. Um, lovely. Let's leave it there then. So thanks for listening, everyone, and up the gas. Up the up gas.
2: The gas.